Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Opinion Line, Corks 96FM. Minister, good morning to you. Hi, PJ. Good morning to you. And thank you for taking our call. Just to go no through problem. the things that people uh, picked up on yesterday, obviously the business yeah. supports huge amount of money. The rebate, which I think a lot of people were, were saying, yeah, that, that, that's a good thing. The cut in vast, the scrapping commercial rates and all of that. Uh, you had the spending on health, $2 billion on COVID-related stuff. Then you had acute beds, yeah. community beds. I'll go through it all piece by piece, starting with, with, with the business and the support of the live music and events industry and the changes in the pop payment for self-employed people. There isn't really much point in going out to earn that little small amount of money. Well, good morning, PJ, and thanks for having me on. And for uh, a lot of people who are self-employed and whose business is gone or who are out of work, the ability to earn something and still keep the pup could be of real value. And it is an issue that has been raised with us quite a lot over recent months. If you think of you know, people in the events industry, uh, performers, artists, uh, other self-employed people who might have had, you know, a day's work here or two days work there. And the social welfare system isn't always flexible enough to accommodate that. And people were understandably concerned that if they had to sign off the pup to do a little bit of work, could they have difficulty getting back on and all of the administrative issues around that and so on. So what um, Minister Heather Humphreys and I are now proposing is that uh, immediately people would be able to earn, people self who are self-employed, and on the pop would be able to earn um, 120 a week or 480 a month uh, without it impacting on their pop payment. So that could be a real value if people, you know, have the opportunity to earn that. And I'm not saying, of course, that everybody does. Not everybody does, but as well as no. that, for some sectors, like that's you. By the time they're finished with tax and VAT and all that, that that it really isn't worth their while, is what it, what they're saying. Oh, well, look, I, I think it is of value to them. I mean, if you are a performer and uh, if you can get a gig, an online gig or whatever, and there's some payment for it, uh, that would have created potential problems uh, with your pop payment. But now it is going to be allowed. And as you referred to earlier, there is um, a 50 million euro uh, allocation of being given to Minister Martin, Catherine Martin's department to uh, roll out uh, a live performance scheme. She had started it on a pilot basis. Uh, we had given €5 million euro earlier in the summer and it was massively oversubscribed. And so we think that, you know, it is a good way to, to give people um, in the entertainment uh, uh, and performance sector an opportunity to do some work. So she'll be setting out the full details of that shortly. Okay. In fairness, Michael, a huge spend, an absolutely yeah. enormous spend, and no doubt we've borrowed to do it, which and the rates are yeah. favourable and all of that at the moment. But do you know, when you borrow money from the man, the man will eventually want it back. And what's in people's minds this morning is as they read of the money being spent on business, on housing, on health and all of that, education, 
someone's going to want it back someday. So is this just the precursor now to get us out of the pandemic and then into years of austerity? No, I don't believe so. I mean, first of all, I think that this is the right response. And, you know, even bodies like the Fiscal Advisory Council, you know, they'd be the watchdog over the government in relation to budget issues. Even they have recommended that the right approach now is to support the economy and spend a lot of money uh, to uh, help protect jobs and give businesses the best chance to survive. So, I mean, broadly speaking, the majority of economists and independent uh, analysts, you know, would recommend that kind of approach that when the economy is weak, the government should step in uh, and spend more money to support it. And But you are right, of course, in saying that this is borrowed money. And thankfully, we are in a position to borrow now uh, at essentially uh, close to zero. And what that means is if we borrow money over, let's say, uh, a 10-year period, if we issue a 10-year bond, uh, there, there, uh, there is essentially no servicing cost or very low servicing cost on that for 10 years. Mm. And then the issue is, uh, and it's probably your next question, what happens in 10 years' time when that bond expires? And governments generally don't pay down debt, they roll it over. And so you have to borrow again then to pay mm. back the original bond. Yeah. Uh, and that could be at a higher interest rate than like, the new one. And that is the risk. Our, our national is the risk. debt is already colossal and we've added an awful amount to it. And someday, yeah. someday, the bank will come looking for its money. So our national debt is high. It's, uh, going into COVID-19, it was around €200 billion. Euro. By the end of next year, it will be around €240 billion. Euro. Uh, but uh, we believe it is affordable. Uh, we do believe it is the right thing to do. Uh, to borrow at this time to invest in capital infrastructure, for example. Mm. Uh, we'll be spending over $10 billion next year. Uh, we saw the Dunkettle project finally uh, approved by government uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, we think that we're striking the right balance here. But if we were to start withdrawing supports and, you know, allowing vulnerable businesses to close for good, uh, then our problem would get much worse. Mm. Uh, so uh, this is, I, I think, a good balance. But you're right in saying that we can't be adding 20 billion every year to the national debt. I mean, that goes without saying. We will have to get to a point where we are reducing the deficit. But if you can get the economy growing, then that's the best way to build your tax revenues. And much of the expenditure that we have by way of income supports and social welfare won't then be required. Is so there any prospect? The is there any prospect, Minister, and you're, you're an accountant by profession yourself, so you, you'll know the kind of question I'm about to ask, that like, is there any prospect at all that somewhere down the road at the European Union, when we're out of the back of this, the central bank or someone will say, listen, let's do kind of what we did after World War II with the Marshall money and you know, just, just pay it back kind of over the next 50, 60, 70, just give it to us when you have it. Well, there's no sense of that at the moment. But having said that, uh, the European Central Bank uh, has been very supportive in the markets and they are buying a lot of government bonds across uh, the Eurozone and that is helping to keep the cost of borrowing down. But they've only committed to continuing with that policy up to June of 2021, though most uh, experts believe that they will have to uh, extend it well beyond that. So that is what allows us to borrow at very low interest rates. Uh, like we are looking always at how do we compare with other European countries uh, and we're in a reasonably good position relative to most others. Um, you know, our deficit is high in, in cash terms, but as a percentage of the economy, um, it is, you know, uh, probably around the middle of the pack. There are many countries worse off. So at some point when the ECB starts to 
pull away from that exceptional support, um, you are then at the mercy of the markets mm. and they will dictate the price that they will lend to you at. Mm. And if you can't show to them that you have a handle on your finances and that they are sustainable, then they'll charge an awful lot more money to that's, lend that's to you. The bit so that, that is the challenge. That's yeah, the bit that, that scares people looking down yeah. the road because we, we, we all remember 2008 and, and all that. Let's let's go to one of the sectors. and There are people who are happy and there are business people happy and relieved rather than happy, I think. But one sector that's not particularly happy is carers. Let's have a listen to Brenda, who I spoke to earlier on this morning on the Opinion Line. There's over 355,000 carers in Ireland and we save 10 billion a year for the government. And they've given us 150 euros in our carer support grant and we won't get that until June um, 21. You know, we never really use it for respite because we have so many bills and so many outgoings. We, we, we well, us as a family anyway, we put it straight back into Fion and I, I would say that most carers have so many bills and so many expenditures that, you know, we're counting the days until that grant comes. Like when she sees businesses yeah. being helped out with lots of money, like five grand a week for a business has to close down due to restrictions, which, by the way, is a fabulous thing. She feels a bit left out. Yeah, and look, I mean, carers uh, are heroes in what they do, and they are saving the state a huge amount of money. But more importantly, they're providing a, a service that is absolutely invaluable. Um, she has referred there to the uh, the increase in the carer support grant of 150 euro um, we will be paying the Christmas bonus um, for half of the last decade that wasn't paid it is going to be paid uh, at the full rate in the first week of December and more importantly I think than all of that we have provided a lot of money for disability services um, an extra 100 million euro for new measures which is about improving uh, respite care about ensuring that uh, day services uh, resume fully uh, and then we have separate to all of that we're increasing the number of home support hours uh, by 5 million hours and that's on top of about 20 in normal times we're increasing that by a quarter so that should help people in maybe a non-financial way Mm. uh, to improve the services and uh, so I think when you take all of that we've done our best on it but we have in this budget gone with a targeted social welfare package that uh, is really about tackling poverty that's why some of it is, is focused on the child. Uh, the but, no, but no change in main rates, main main rates of benefit minister means that you know those yeah. people are on a fixed income when there's less money about, and you know they're they're going to struggle, particularly with carbon taxes and things like that. Yeah, well, we have uh, increased the, the fuel allowance as an offset to the carbon tax. But you're yeah. right, we we haven't gone. That won't put petrol in the car. We haven't gone with rate increases across the board. I mean, we did have to make choices. Uh, we are in extraordinary circumstances. Uh, you know, you started talking about the level of, of the deficit. The deficit next year is going to be almost as high as the deficit uh, in 2020. So we do need to keep uh, an eye on that. Uh, and uh, I think what we've done in a targeted way to support uh, carers and others uh, on social welfare will be of help to, to, to some who really need it, uh, including children, uh, families with children, by increasing that um, improvements in the ability of one-parent families to earn uh, money at work while keeping their payment, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and the living alone allowance, you know, about a third of, of, um, of pensioners do live alone and they are getting a five euro increase because, you know, they're 
costs are uh, their costs are fixed yeah. whether there's one or two people in the house so we've just tried to adopt a targeted approach yeah. i mean if we were to go with a, a fiver a week across the board it would be at least another 400 million euro um so you know we did have to make choices okay the single income family uh, 40,000 euro three school children nothing in it for us in fact says this caller to the show nothing in it for us in fact the carbon tax on fuel hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply will be a bit of a hit yeah it, it, it will it will for people uh, who uh, you know have to drive a, a petrol or a, or a diesel car uh, undoubtedly what we've done with the proceeds from that is we have put it back into areas that we think will make a difference some of it into social welfare uh, in providing supports some of it into uh, retrofitting of homes, including social housing. Uh, there's over 60 million euro provided for retrofitting uh, council housing. So I think that's uh, that's important as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but look, it wasn't really the kind of budget that was about putting a lot of money in people's pockets. I yeah. mean, I would oh, acknowledge yeah. that, DJ, yeah. um, because of what you tried to avoid taking it out of their pockets as well. Well, in, in so far as you can. Um, but we're dealing with uh, you know a massive threat to our health uh, in terms of COVID and our economy uh, and trying to support the economy and help people to stay at work who are fortunate to have a job and then investing huge money in reskilling, retraining, education opportunities for people who, you know, sadly have lost their job yeah. uh, and want to find their way back. But uh, like our first priority is to keep people safe. And that's why we are uh, not just providing the money to help to deal with COVID, but we're giving them money to increase our permanent capacity yeah. by increasing the number of beds. Um, and also on the housing side, like we are really ramping up the direct building of social houses by the state. In 2019, we built 6,000 uh, as a country. It's going to be 9,500 next year. So, uh, you know, all more, more money going to private landlords, though, than into, into new houses. Well, we've we've shifted from uh, uh, rental supports to direct bills. That's where we want the policy to go, and this is a new government, and so we're going from you know six thousand uh, bills to to nine and a half thousand. Uh, but you can't stop the HAP supports, the housing assistance payment supports, um, overnight unless you have an alternative to offer to people. Mm. So we're trying. I I think there's much better value long term for the state in helping people to have their own home rather than paying uh, rental supports because we are, if you take all of the various schemes, 
probably paying in the region of eight to nine hundred million euro a year now uh, in rent support. Okay. Uh, I think it would be much better to build the houses that people need when we are a much poorer country. As I said yesterday, we managed to do that uh, and we should be doing it now. In the context of where we are with, with health and the pandemic and all that, we're being listened to, Minister, you and I, uh, by Dr. Niall Conroy in Queensland, Australia. And we had uh, Dr. Conroy on the opinion line a week or so ago. He's one of the leading public health doctors in Queensland, where they are practically COVID-free now and getting on with their lives. He has a specific question for you. What will the regional public health units get in terms of increased staffing as we try to deal with this pandemic. We hear about testing and tracing, he says, but their labs and contact tracing centres. What about regional public health units where, where his, the staff are practically ready to throw in the towel, they're worked off their feet, there's not enough of them, they've no resources. What's being done for the specific public health departments? So at that, at that level of detail, PJ, it would really be for the Department of Health and the HSC to allocate the funding. So my job in the last number of weeks was to um, negotiate with Stephen Donnelly uh, and his officials as to what money they actually need uh, to deal with COVID. And they will then allocate that to the acute hospital system by way of extra beds, extra critical care beds, uh, to community and primary care as well, uh, to the various testing facilities that are there, uh, including in Cork and in CUH, where uh, a huge amount of, uh, of volume of tests uh, is being done. So I don't have you know that level of, of detail as to how many extra staff it will mean uh, at each particular okay. centre, but uh, we, we've provided the funding that they need, and I think that's the the priority for me uh, as Minister for Public Expenditure, we have not held back. We've given them what they say they need and they will allocate it then, you know, based on, on clinical advice so and based probably on... Probably a question then more, more better suited for Stephen Donnelly, who yeah. I hope will, I get to take, have some questions with him someday. Just back to fuel, Sabrina has a cold fire and she says this will make heating my home unaffordable and I've no alternatives. Yeah, well, I, I don't know whether... Sabrina qualifies for the fuel allowance or not. PJ, uh, I don't know all of her circumstances, uh, but that is going up to €28 Euro per week. Uh, it is a means-tested payment, so not everybody gets it, but um, many people on social welfare uh, do qualify for the fuel allowance. So that that is uh, our attempt to directly compensate people for uh, the increase in uh, the carbon tax and also just to say that the, the carbon tax increase on solid fuel uh, does not kick in until next May. Uh, it went up immediately, as you know, for uh, for the, the, the petrol pumps and diesel pumps, but uh, not for solid fuel. That is uh, well into next year. An infrastructure question from Aidan uh, on our Facebook page. Is the Cork to Ring a Skiddy, the new road, the new motorway, is that included in capital projects? So that is provided for in the current National Development Plan. Uh, that uh, particular project is the subject of a legal challenge and that uh, is still walking its way through uh, the court system. And so it's a judicial review uh, hearing has been uh, brought in relation to that case, th- that particular project. But uh, the funding for that project uh, is in place. There will be uh, a new national development plan. I'll be very much involved in the preparation of that uh, in the next number of months. That will be a new 10-year plan um, and uh, that project, you know, subject to the core challenge and, you know, residents have a right uh, 
to have their grievances uh, aired and dealt with. Uh, and that that project is in the National Development Plan, uh, but it is currently in, in the legal um, system. On uh, children, um, we're coming towards the end now, Minister. Trina's on WhatsApp. She said, how can they say they're supporting children when in the North Lee area alone, 400 children are waiting for an autism assessment? Yeah, I'm well aware of that issue, uh, PJ, and I was determined uh, in the first budget that I'm you know, directly uh, involved in writing that we would make a serious move uh, to deal with that issue. It's not acceptable to me uh, or to the government that people are waiting that length of time. Uh, I'm in Southley, I represent Southley, and uh, the problem is uh, equally bad there. Uh, we are determined to deal with it, and Minister Anne Rabbit is in charge of disability services, uh, and I made sure that her priorities, which include uh, more assessments and earlier assessments... Have you given her the money so, to do it, I guess? Yes. Yes, and now it's about delivery. Um, but I, I can just say that this is going to be an area that I will be directly involved in to make sure that this is delivered. Okay. I have an interest in the areas in OPJ, and uh, it's uh, it's not good enough okay. um, that children are waiting two, three years to be assessed. Just not good enough. That will be dealt with. On the fuel allowance increase and the living alone allowance increase, when does that kick in? Uh, so uh, the fuel allowance increase uh, kicks in in January uh, and so does the living alone increase So the 1st of January. They will need to be legislated for uh, in the Social Welfare Bill. So uh, Minister Heather Humphreys will bring that bill uh, into the Dáil and Shannon shortly. So the 1st of January, that is the, okay. uh, the commencement date for, for the vast majority of the provisions uh, in the Social Welfare uh, budget. Lastly, shared ownership for first-time buyers. Anything on that? Uh, so first of all, the uh, the help to buy scheme uh, is being extended uh, out to the end of next year. Uh, that is for people who are purchasing a, a new home, uh, a new house being bought by first time buyers, uh, an increase uh, up to thirty thousand euro, so ten percent uh, or thirty thousand euro, uh, whichever is lower, will be provided under that scheme. Under the affordability package, then uh, we have, including in Cork, some homes being developed by local authorities for affordable housing uh, under the service sites fund. Those are going to start coming on stream uh, in uh, 2021 next year. So we have provided 110 million euro under affordability generally. Darrell O'Brien is introducing um, a, a new affordable purchase scheme. He's going to sign the regulations uh, to bring that into effect uh, shortly and it will be based on uh, the shared equity model. Uh, we're also funding the Land Development Agency so the idea there is that they would build um, social, affordable and cost rental homes uh, on public land uh, throughout the country. So they're well funded as well. Time frame on that? Oh, that's underway. That they, they, they have started on, on a number of sites. Okay. They, they, they do need legislation. So that's coming before us, uh, I would hope, in the next uh, number of weeks. And once that's in place, they will then be able to access over a billion euro from a separate fund, which we haven't had to provide in the budget, um, from what's called the Strategic Investment Fund. They can make commercial investments okay. on behalf of the state. So um, the, the Land Development Agency are in line to get one and a quarter billion from them. And they're confident that they can deliver about 9,000 homes over the next number of years. That, that will be split between social, uh, affordable uh, and cost rental. Finally, Michael McGrath, a hundred and something days after being put in Cabinet for the very first time, you've just delivered your first budget. 
For in a year's time, what would you like this budget to have achieved? I think uh, stability is probably the priority, PJ, because we are in um, extraordinary circumstances, uh, an unprecedented level of uncertainty that we are all having to deal with, uh, the government, of course, but more importantly, the people uh, in their day-to-day lives. It's hard to know what's around the corner. Uh, All we know is that change uh, is certain, but we don't quite know the nature of that change. So we just want to help people uh, to get through this period uh, in the best way that we possibly can. We need to make sure that our our health service is properly funded. Uh, We're going to to try to step up in a really significant way uh, house building, uh, and then we are going to support the economy. Mm. Like we have thrown. The are we insulated in this package against uh, the worst case scenario with the second wave of the virus? Yes, we are because we have funding uh, in reserve. We have a recovery fund uh, that we will allocate over the course of the year. It's going to be uh, three point four billion, and then on the COVID side. Uh, we have we have a contingency there of a further €2 billion Euro plus, so that if, and uh, we all hope it doesn't happen, but if we do have to move into different levels, that will have an impact in a whole range of areas. So we do have funding in reserve uh, to address the issues that you know would inevitably arise uh, if, if that comes to pass. Okay, let's hope it's been prudent and uh, that all the right boxes have been ticked. And thank you for taking our call today, Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, uh, Minister Michael McGrath. Corks 96 FM. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.